Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast for Tuesday, January 30th, 2018. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. This week on the show, we'll be talking about quiverful families mm. and healthcare going to, well, going to hell. But uh, first... I want to let everyone know that if you like the podcast, want to join in on the conversation, go to facebook.com slash profanearg and post any thoughts or link to an article that you would uh, like to have us look at. So the first thing I want to uh, bring up is a follow-up. The coach that we talked about over in Washington, Joe Kennedy, he's a football coach. If you remember, he would, after the game, would gather up his players and publicly lead them in a prayer on the field after the football games. He was let go by the school district because of violating the whole separation of church and state because he was told he couldn't do that, and then he didn't for a while, and then he went back to doing it, and mm. they said, okay, you're done. So he had sued the district, and they had ruled against him and said that, no, the district was justified in terminating your position. He then went to the appellate court, who said, no, they were right and letting you go and uh, then he filed again because it was a three-person appeal there's a three-person ruling and he wanted the entire appellate which i guess is nine people to to look at it and they said no we we already ruled on that we're not we're not gonna do that i have a feeling there's gonna be a bad ending to this <laughs> <laughs> so now it is the only uh course of action that he can take is the u.s supreme court um, however, we don't. What we don't know is the people supporting him whether or not they are going to give him the money in order to file at the Supreme Court. Because it's not just a matter of filing; it's all the expense of for all the lawyers' time and actually making an argument at the Supreme Court. Right, and I can't. I can't imagine they would actually spend that amount of money if they didn't think they could win. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. And I don't see how they could win. But again, yeah. who knows? Buddy, just as <laughs> you mentioned that, the Supreme Court just walked into the uh, into Congress. Yeah. Right. As we uh, as we are recording, uh, the State of the Union is taking place. I guess they're still filling all the seats that hasn't actually started yet. But yeah. So what's the magic number, <laughs> Ian? For when this goes to the Supreme Court? Oh, God. <laughs> oh. oh. Seven two in favor. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope it doesn't get there because I'm I'm thinking they probably just won't. They're not going to push it. I mean, this is such a stupid story. But in any <laughs> case, I can, yeah, I mean, that was going to be my question when you first were saying, I'm like, how is he getting the money to keep doing this? We know he's out of a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's being funded by some right wing fundamentalist group. Oh my god. <laughs> I guess there's no Jews on that football team. I guess not. Mike Berry, the deputy count, general counsel for First Liberty. What the heck is First Liberty? Well, yeah, it's First Liberty. Yeah. It's a conservative legal defense group. SCOTUS uh, for, mm. for bigots, right? Got it. Uh, or not SCOTUS. Yeah. Uh, ACLU for bigots. Okay. <laughs> so in any case, just to follow up, I thought it was interesting. His try, fail, try, fail, try, fail. <laughs> try again? No. Also, another follow-up I wanted to bring up, the uh, over in Kansas, we talked about Governor Brownback. He was getting an ambassadorship that has been approved. The Senate approved his ambassador at large for religious freedom. Uh, they approved it 49 to 49 
with the vice president making a tie-breaking vote yet again. <laughs> wow. Mike Pence's evil finger pressing down. <laughs> yes. The GOP where you can fail up. <laughs> uh, another thing that I wanted to bring up with this guy is he is a huge fan of this guy, David Barton. David Barton, if you don't, uh, if you've never heard of him before, congratulations. <laughs> Barton was declared as one of my big heroes by Governor Brownback. He has written books including The Original Intent, uh, The Courts, The Constitution, and Religion, and a book called The Jefferson Lies that makes argument about how America was founded by evangelical Christians as a Christian nation. And the whole country was intended to be run under Christian principles. Wow. So we just misinterpreted that separation of church and state <laughs> comment? Yeah. We yeah. got it all wrong? <laughs> that, that wasn't the intent. <laughs> right. And he is bringing forth these, he's highlighting the forgotten history in quotes. I know you can't see me doing that, but the <laughs> forgotten history of uh, America. He has endorsed lawmakers, uh, politicians, Michelle Bachman, Ted Cruz. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, another big fan of his is uh, Huckabee. <laughs> sure. The A-team. Yeah. <laughs> Religious politicians. Do, do you guys remember many years ago when Mike Huckabee didn't exist and Stephen <laughs> Colbert mind, yeah. no and Stephen Colbert brought him onto his show his his uh, 11:30 late night show on uh, the Colbert Report right. as a joke mm. and gave him the like his he was doing his I'm running for president but Nobody you know I me. have a less <laughs> less than 0% chance of winning so he gave him the Colbert bump and he's that was like legit like he he became a legitimate like nationally known politician since then but uh while it was hilarious at the time, I super regret him doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you think that's what put Huckabee where he is? Oh, 100%. Oh. Mm. It I wasn't the, the fact that uh, Chuck Norris put his, uh, his weight <laughs> behind him? I think it was definitely the Colbert bump. What I find hilarious, though, about Mike Huckabee is that prior to him dropping out of last year's race, or I guess two years ago race, 2016 race, he was on the Triumph, the insult comic dog Hulu <laughs> political special. Really? Oh, yes, wow. where Triumph was trying to help him debate Donald Trump. And uh, so he was like doing like fake Donald Trump quotes and he'd be like, this is how you should respond to that. And then eventually he puts a Donald Trump wig on Mike Huckabee, I believe, <laughs> and makes him act like Trump. I could be wrong. There was a wig somewhere involved in there. Either way, it was humiliating to Mike Huckabee. I mean, it's any wonder they didn't get picked or mm. that he didn't win. But now he's all up Trump's ass, much yeah. like everybody else, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> Follow where the power is at the moment, yeah. Yeah, they's such ass kissers. I don't know what it, it's like. It's that saying, they kiss up and punch down. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah. another name that I, I wanted to mention here, Rick Saccone, also in league with Barton, uh, really enthusiastic about Barton and his teachings. Oh, wait, wait, oh, wait he was our, he was our guy, guy last week. Yes. He was guy. He's new Roy Moore, right? Yeah, he's, he's the okay. Pennsylvania Roy Moore without the... Uh, <laughs> Child molestation, right. So right. far. So far. That we know of. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Please, Charles in charge got accused this week at anybody's yeah. game. <laughs> Didn't he admit it? No. Oh, okay. I thought I thought that I heard today that he was like, sorry, I behaved inappropriately. And I was like, didn't he learn from his from his buddy Trump that you just deny it, deny it, deny it, and it goes away? That's and exactly you suffer no what he, dude, he went on a 15-minute Facebook Live. He had papers and scripts and dates and shit to prove that he was innocent. <laughs> 
this is completely off topic. But <laughs> wow. So that was all I had in follow-up on to some international news. Uh, over in Kenya, there's an atheist group, and oh, good luck, Are guys. they really? Yeah. That's bold. It is. <laughs> Atheists in Kenya, they were granted official status, basically put up as equal to what we would call a non-profit group, so official status by the government. Hmm. But So they were granted this in April 2016, however, the decision didn't really go over very well and uh, a lot of religious people tried to get them stopped so there was a uh, the attorney general suspended the group but then just recently i think uh, not not this last week but the week before they came out and uh, lifted the suspension so they are officially recognized in kenya as uh, atheists in kenya so uh, hey good luck stay mm-hmm. safe wow yes yeah. <laughs> stay low <laughs> So I just, yeah, wanted to bring that up. And uh, like uh, this is an article on the Friendly Atheist website. Uh, Both sides will be paying their own legal bills from the the lawsuit that they incurred. But ultimately, it counts as a loss for the religious activists who tried to to shut them down. So that's good. Yeah. Good job. Just waiting for the follow up story. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we don't have one. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and also, I don't know this. I, I again, CNN is twenty four seven Trump now, as far as I can tell. But I don't know if you've seen it. There have been some uh, women in Iran who are protesting. They've been going into public spaces, specifically out in front of courthouses, out in front of uh, governmental buildings, taking off the uh, hijab, the headscarf, putting nice. it on a stick and holding it out in front of them, and standing up like standing up on a pedestal or whatever so everyone can see them without their headscarf. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, one of them was arrested a few days ago and then showed up again, I think? Well, she was the first, yeah. the one that was arrested. There have been a few since. There, well, so there was, it was either last week or the week before. She was arrested, and then after she was arrested, they said that they released her. But then on social media, their, you know, hashtag came out, where is she? Mm. And, like, there was a whole bunch of, are you sure you released her? Really? Mm-hmm. Did you release her? <laughs> but then there was another woman who did the same thing who was not arrested. And now, uh, like, there, just yesterday, there were two more women standing in public area doing it. So it, uh, <laughs> they're not all being arrested now. Hopefully the uh, the yeah. first woman was uh, released. They said they released her. Let's hope. I mean, that's... <laughs> One hopes that it's you know Iran Iranian women women's Me Too movement you know if everybody does it they can't arrest everybody solidarity is important yeah I don't think they'll get everybody doing it but the more that uh, are willing to mm, it's going to be a significant number even if it's just twenty percent of women that's a lot of people in Iran yeah and my so, guess and this is, is happening in Tehran yeah so right at the heart of the government wow and again good luck to them mm. uh, moving stateside. I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about the uh, Kentucky, the school shooting that happened in Kentucky uh, a couple weeks ago. Yes. We didn't originally talk about it when it happened. There wasn't really any, you know, religious or... Uh, right. And I don't think it was that long ago. It was, was it two weeks last now? Week? Last week. Last week, maybe? Was it just last week? It says... God, that's pathetic that a <laughs> yeah. school shooting happens and then, like, I barely know anything about this. It was last Tuesday. That's why we didn't talk about it. I think it was happening. <laughs> it was still you know, new. the same. Yeah. Well, I I remember last week seeing it and just going, well, 
you know, it's not a religious issue. So I think it happened right, like, right before we started recording, maybe. Right. Or we were all just like, I think we know exactly how this is going to go down. <laughs> yeah, the same way it always does. Yeah. But this week, I wanted to bring it up because the governor, uh, in his speech, completely, well, first, he brought out that he wants to address this by having a day of prayer. <laughs> no thoughts? <laughs> just prayers. Just, just prayers? No thoughts and prayers? <laughs> but during his, also during his speech, he said that uh, we celebrate death in video games and TV and in movies and in musical lyrics. And he basically, that's his reasoning for why this sort of thing happened. The cultural... It's just a cultural norm now because we celebrate death all over the place. So he's blaming video games and TV and uh, oh my God. movies. There's a difference between death and murder, you jerk off. <laughs> and well, the other part of what he says, we have become desensitized to death. We have become desensitized to killing. That's because of the gun laws in this country, you fucking <laughs> idiot. Oh, my God. Also, people murdering people didn't start when video games and music came out. <laughs> it's been going on forever. Yes. <laughs> Wow. Prayers. That'll help. A couple things I wanted to point out specifically in Kentucky. You you, uh, you mentioned the laws in Kentucky and the fact that the gun laws in the country. Kentucky is one of the most laxed gun law states that there is. There is no gun law concerning child safety. There is absolutely, I mean, a lot of states have that. There is nothing concerning if you have a kid in the house, uh, if you have a minor, that you have to keep your gun locked up. Some states have it so that you have to keep the gun locked up, but there are some leniencies. If the if you've taken your kid to a firearm safety course, mm. that sort of thing. But uh, Kentucky has no such things. So apparently this kid took a handgun to school and uh, injured 18 people, killed two. But, uh, yeah, no mention of that by the governor. No mention of trying to increase the laws or put other laws in place. It's all the fault of video games and TV. Yeah. Was the guy who did the shooting in Las Vegas, was he playing too much Grand Theft Auto the night before <laughs> and just lost his shit the next night? No, I think he was playing poker, actually. Yeah. Mm. Well, gambling is a sin. <laughs> so they still don't have any um, understanding of why he did that. Do they? They have no idea what his motivation was. They just know he planned it meticulously, thought about it for a very long time. The Las Vegas one. Las Vegas, yeah. I never heard. Uh, I know that they recovered some sort of note and never made it public. So No, well, there was a note in his room, but it was like bullet trajectories and angles. So he could figure out how, how much of an angle he had to shoot up in order to reach the, where, the, where the concert was going on. That was the only note that they found. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it was a mystery. And then after two weeks, nobody cared about it. Yeah. <sighs> Sadly. Yeah, it's a sad but true story. Yeah. Biggest mass murder ever in this country, and like nobody ever really talks about it. Oh, yeah, there was a thing. I remember there was a thing out there in Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah we're becoming you know, numb to it anymore. It's ridiculous. Well, this Kentucky thing absolutely proves it. Yeah. I did. I saw school shooting in Kentucky, and I just went right past the article. Like, like that was a commonplace thing. I was like, well, I know exactly what the story is, and... What what you know? What more am I going to learn? Mm. Nothing's going to happen, and everyone's going to forget about it. And yeah, we see it. How often? It's it's you know at least a weekly thing at this point for the small yeah. ones. I got a a, a friend that, that I uh, sometimes talk to on the computer from Australia. Play games with them sometimes. Mm. They are like amazed at our reaction to these things. <laughs> sure. Like just like just like aghast at like you don't 
are you okay? I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's normal. That was a couple states over. Yeah, keep your head down. <laughs> keep it on a swivel as well. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, weird. Some... Australia, Australia had a bit of a different reaction when they started having gun violence issues. They, I mean, right. they rounded them all up, and there was a lot of consternation at the time. Now, you can still get hunting permits and stuff, but um, can you imagine if somebody tried to do that in this country? There'd be, it would be civil war. Can you imagine if someone recognized the fact that they did it over there and it 100% worked? Yeah. There's a few yeah, angry but the people. Argument, <laughs> the argument against that, which I hear all the time, is that it's a different country. There's less people. That's why it worked. It would never work here. You know, that type of shit. Yeah. America's different. <laughs> I, I would say that it would never work here, but because of the people who would never give up their guns. Right. The people who the would NRA. go to war. Yeah. Right, backed by the NRA, absolutely. Right, and the, there, I mean, there is something in our constitution is that we need to figure out what our modern interpretation of that um, amendment is, and deal with it, and come to a, a you know a, a common agreement with ninety eight point two percent of the people, and the other ones just well to hell with them because they're crazy. <laughs> I mean, there is a you know sub one percent of the population that is shouldn't have guns. <laughs> That's super true. <laughs> And that's, I think that's the part that a lot of, I think too many liberals want to just say, well, get rid of all the guns and that argument's never going to win. Right. No. Right? It's just not. <laughs> it's really not. What, what I think we, we need to key in on, and this is by someone who is a, I would go so far to say a firearm enthusiast. I have firearms. I like shooting. However, if you're going to quote the second amendment, you should quote the first four words, a well-regulated militia. Mm. If the way we're, we are right now, there's nothing regulated. I mean, forget the fact of militia. Like, we don't right. even have well-regulated. Let's, help, let's right. just look at those two words. <laughs> let's put some, some better laws in place. Let's get, you know, I, I, just, I just don't understand the, the Second Amendment people saying that. That edit the amendment to... Yeah, How they the like pro- to hear it. Because the problem is this, is like, there should be simple rules like, oh, you were convicted of spousal abuse? No, you can't have a gun. At one point in your life, <laughs> you can't have a gun. Right. Right? You are you held up a convenience store with a gun, you can't buy a gun. But the reason the NRA and all these gun enthusiasts usually won't let that happen is because they feel like, if I, if I let that go, what's next? Well, the big part That's- to remember, too, is that the NRA is funded by the gun makers. They want to sell as many weapons as possible. Right. Right. The NRA does, is not there for the gun owner. No. <laughs> not one bit. <laughs> they say they are, and they'll give you a bumper sticker, but that's about as far as they'll go. Yeah, have a, have a gun misfire on you and call the NRA and see what they do. Yeah, you wind up in court over a firearms you know, legality charge. Yeah, good luck getting them to fund your lawyer. No. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I just heard a story on the Young Turks about the NRA is under investigation for getting money from Russia. Yeah, I heard about that. Did you hear about this? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard about it at all, but of course they are. Well, that makes perfect sense. And they use the money to something for Trump, like advertising for him or something, or those wacky-ass ads that they put out where, like, everybody's coming to kill you. <laughs> well, if nothing else, it, it brings forward the, the, the Russian, you know, break up the Amer- break up America, keep them divided. It's 100% does that. I mean, that drives an enormous wedge in between the right and the left. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. the, the Russian involvement is not necessarily to elect Donald Trump. The no. Russian involvement in the election was to divide the country. Destabilize America because it's we're their greatest threat. Oh, yeah. That's what I, I heard that they never really intended on Trump to win or no. wanted him to. 
they were just like, holy shit, he's actually going to win. <laughs> and they're like, it's great. And look how divided the country is. We win. Right. The, the more we are distracted, the less likely we are to inter- intercede when they go stomping all over, you know, parts of the of countries that are surrounding them. They want inland waterways that are not iced over. They want global warming and they want to take over other countries. And the only thing that really stops them is us. The United States and the UN? Yeah. United States, well, the UN is pretty powerless. They can just shake their finger right. and say, don't do that again or we'll <laughs> shake our finger at you again. <laughs> kind of like an English policeman. Man, do they love global warming over there. Sure. They love climate change. Yeah, absolutely. They can grow more crops. Works for them. Yeah. Destabilizes the rest of the world. Seafood exports. They. Uh. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> So the last thing, and I just, I don't know how long we're going to talk about this, but the last thing on the Kentucky school shooting, the fact that he called for a day of prayer. I mm. Okay, I'm <laughs> trying to put myself in the mind of a Christian. I grew up as a Christian. What exactly are you trying to accomplish? You're trying to get the creator of the universe, the omniscient, omnipotent being that you worship, to alter his creation, to help you not kill children, like, well, if he was against killing children, wouldn't he have saw this coming <laughs> and not Stopped it. intervened right. in the first place? I think it's... Mysterious ways, Ray. Yeah, no, it's, ways. You know, it's more about worshiping him and, and asking for understanding as to why he decided that this was what was going to happen. <laughs> and you should love him because this happened. Yes. Wait, what? Yeah. I, I just... I, the, the disconnect between... God knows best, this is the will of God, and yet I'm going to pray and petition him to alter the laws of the universe because, well, if enough of us pray, maybe we'll change his mind. Like, <laughs> Well, you have what? to remember that those innocent children are in God's arms now, so, I mean, it's not a bad thing necessarily for them, it's just painful for the family left behind. <laughs> God. <laughs> right, right. Well, again, and like you're saying, right, you've got to understand that while God is perfect and knows everything... We probably know better, and we should ask him to change his mind. <laughs> Wait a minute. Maybe Satan made that kid do it. Well, obviously. Huh? Yeah. There you go. This one was out of God's hands. Does he have that kind of influence? I believe he works at Rockstar, the maker of Grand Theft Auto. So wait a second. <laughs> but if, if the devil did it, that means God is not all-powerful. So that's a, that's, a, that's a chink in your armor. <laughs> That's so confusing. Yes. Are they yeah, praying for the fam- <laughs> Are they praying for the family? That's the thing, too. They're like, well, we're praying for the families. So I'm like, praying for what? I don't get it. No. I, to ease their pain? Are you praying that it doesn't happen again? <laughs> what are you praying for? Like, for instance, on Facebook the other day, <laughs> someone posted up, I hear sirens and hear helicopters. Oh, God, I'm praying. For what? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> like, what? It sounds like the emergency response people are already on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. In any case, yeah. I just wanted to rant about <laughs> prayer again. <laughs> to sum it all up, Ray, you're saying people who are religious are fucking idiots, right? <laughs> Well, they haven't thought it through. They're they're mistaken. I'll put it out there. They're fucking idiots. (laughs) And a lot of them are idiots. All right. I'm going to move on. This this story, uh, it's just, it's killer. Over in California, the 13 kids Mm. that were held by their parents, the Turpin family. So if you don't know the story, they have 13 children between the age of 2 and 29. They were being held chained to their beds in their home in California. They were, quote-unquote, homeschooled, uh, which there's no actual evidence that they were ever schooled in any way. It just, apparently, they were chained to the bed. Uh, Barely fed. 
that when the kids went outside, the neighbors didn't even know that there was an issue with the fact that they still had their children in their 20s living with them because they didn't look like they were in their 20s. They were so malnutritioned that they hadn't grown fully, so they still look like teenagers. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I heard that the police said they could not believe that the 29-year-old was 29 and not like 10. Right. I mean, it's really just a sickening story, but it brings up to me uh, the idea that of home homeschooling. What What is going on that if you say, if you just file your house as a homeschool, that's it. Nobody has to ever come and check on your kids. Don't they have really? to also no, standardize testing? There, yeah, there's no body that regulates homeschooling, especially in California. Is it different? It's probably different from state to state, right? Yeah, I, I would imagine. I believe it is, but apparently there was nothing that gave anybody any concern about this. I mean, this had been going on. Like I said, the one kid's 29. I don't think the parents just this didn't happen in the last eight years. 18 no. years this this has been going on for some time and the idea that there is no one that i mean even checks on the kids i mean every public school has to be inspected it has to be reviewed i mean just have somebody stop by and i don't think that's part of the thing though because it it, because it's really someone's home you're checking in on and then right. it becomes probably a violation at that point you know I, as long as the kids are passing the test there's no reason not to investigate it's it's not the school board's job to make sure that the kid's home life is good yeah, but I, I don't even know how how does it work i mean do they send you the tests in the mail if you're homeschooling no i think you actually i knew a couple of kids who were homeschooled mm-hmm. yeah, i think you actually had to go to a place and take a test oh okay yeah but again is With that other homeschooled kids is that state to state did that right. even happen That's here Pennsylvania. I, don't know. I don't know what it is maybe california's got really loose laws that doesn't seem likely it's california but I mean, again you, you know you're asking like why didn't somebody go in and check in on these people but we know from seeing pictures that they took these kids out in public. Yeah. To Disney World, to their third wedding ceremony thing that they kept doing. Like, they're out in public. Periodically, yeah. Periodically. Why they didn't run or... T- I, I don't understand that part, but... Yeah, I think that's a whole different psychological thing about people being kept in captivity. Because I wondered that for a minute, too. I was like, man, because there were 15 of them over, apparently, like a 25-year span and... Just now, one of the middle kids found a fa- found a window of opportunity. Literally, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and enough courage to do it. Right, right, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, you- I'm not discounting the fact that you know, I'm sure if you were raised a certain way every day for your whole life for 15 years and then 20, you know, you're not going to know any different. But once they take you out to Disneyland, yeah, you got to know. Aren't you going to be like, hmm, <laughs> these kids look way plumper than I do? Yeah. You know, or whatever. And I heard that these parents, one would only feed the kids once a day and then would do weird shit like buy pies and put them on the table, but not let the kids eat them or touch them. Like let them fool on the windowsill to rent them. Yeah. <laughs> That's horrible. It's wacky, but it's horrible. <sighs> so, I mean, there's just, it, you're right. And it's just odd that just one of the middle children, a 17 year old decides to just break free one day. Not on a, not on a Disney trip. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Broke From out of the home. house. Yeah. yeah. Right. But, uh, you know, I mean, you're right. If that's your family and that's all you know, I mean, even if you get out, I mean, that's that's so many things, you know, work that way. That's how people stay Amish. Sure. No one and wants st- that life. Yeah. It seems Scientologists. <laughs> it's Scientology. Yeah. They stay because you can't leave everything you've ever known behind and set off on your own out into this great big world and think, ah, that's cool. Yeah, with just the, the clothing on your back. No money, no support, no other family to go to, nothing. Right. Right, but that's got to be better than being chained to a bed all day. 
Who would think? Uh, the unknown is right. terrifying. And, I, I'm, and I'm speaking for somebody who hasn't been tortured, so, you know. <laughs> right. Well, this is the same reason that people stay in religion, because the alternative is terrifying. Why do you think that people... I would bet you that there's a very large percentage of people that are highly religious that question it every day, but they're terrified of leaving because the alternative is this giant unknown that people tell them is a horrible thing. Their parents have told them every day, the outside world is evil. It's terrible. They're, they're you know, whatever it is they told them. This <laughs> Now let's go to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, this is the only safe place. We are the only ones that will keep you safe. Ah. <sighs> The 17-year-old kid. <laughs> Balls of steel. So I'm, pr- I'm curious what prompted the 17-year-old to, to bust out. Don't know. Yeah, I'd be interested to know. But so this uh, there's a quote from a guy, Mike Smith, who is uh, Homeschool Legal Defense Association. Uh, he is a lawyer there. He says, well, like it or not, in America, there's no fundamental right for a child to have an education. So that's the argument against uh, against having the government come in and ensure that there's actual homeschooling going on and not just, you know, and, and make sure there's no child abuse. And I just think those are two separate things, though. What do you mean? What about what about life? Liberty? Well, your public school doesn't go to your house and check your house and make sure you're not being abused. Well, if they if you see a kid who has, you know, random bruises, bruises or whatever, right. you, you yeah. will check up. But I'm saying they don't have to go to every house, no. you know, once a week and check shit out. No, but the right because they're all being checked out at school. Right. Okay, but you don't know if a kid's coming, going back to his house and being chained to the bed for the whole night, and then coming Correct. back, he might not have any bruises. I'm just True. saying, like, they're not checking periodically random kids' houses unless there's cause too. Right. But at least with the with you know the kids going to school, there's an opportunity to give them a safe space to to tell right. people that they they're have, being abused. They have, a, they have an eight hour window every day. Right. Right. As but opposed keep to mine too. Say the kid does come in with bruises, the the principal is not going to go to the the house. He's going to call the police. The police are going to check it out. Right. Sure. That's, that's, that's what I'm so that's why I'm saying like why would the homeschool board or whatever check and make sure the conditions on the house are okay? It's not their job. Yeah. Well, the, the homeschool board doesn't exist. Or what? What? Whoever. Heads I was that suggesting up. that a homeschool board should exist hmm. to check to make sure there's actual schooling going on at in homeschool situations. Is there a is there a requirement to? Well, I guess there. I thought there was a requirement that all children in America had to go to school through what is it fifth grade that the Amish take their kids out. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, not according to this link. Hmm. The other thing that this guy said was we we either recognize the liberty of parents to direct their own children or we let the state come in and determine how these children are educated. No, and that is not a black and white thing. Like we're not Hmm. talking about do away with homeschool completely. No. It's just a matter of checking in, making sure everything's okay, making sure that there's actual education going on. I mean, it's related to Scientology. But in their again. mind that in their mind that is handled by the standardized test. Yeah, but obviously it's not being handled. <laughs> I think right. uh, I think more more <laughs> needs to happen. Well, it's it's a question of do you want to um, close all the loopholes that people can use to abuse their children? Or do you want to allow some loopholes to exist, knowing that some children will get caught in those loopholes? I mean, it, it's, a, it's a societal question. That Right, but you guys are under the impression that, like, I'm sure there are tons of kids who get beat at home yeah. and go to public school and nobody knows about it. Sure, but I'm just thinking it's less likely. And the fact that they had 13 kids in their home, they were so malnutritioned that they didn't look like adults, the ones mm. that were over 20. I mean, there was a lot going on here. Oh, I agree. I'm just I, I'm just trying to figure out, like, what, like who's responsible to check on these children, if not the parents? Like, it's such a weird th- – first of all, half of them were adults. Yeah. 
You know, it's like, I mean, I don't know. I, Ian, how would you feel if someone just came in and periodically made sure you were doing a good job with Owen? Am I homeschooling Owen in this scenario? No. <laughs> no. Then why would we have that? It seems like that's why what you, are you want. Not, why are you but not how recognizing do we know that, that how do you know that children are isolated? Mm. What's that? Why are you not recognizing that homeschool children are isolated from all people other than their parents? They're not. They 100% are in These this situation. Ones, no, and that is absolutely not true. I know tons of homeschool kids. They have, like, groups that they go to where all homeschool right. kids hang They're, out I said shit. in this situation. Oh, in this situation, yes, but I don't understand why you guys are saying that for some reason – the someone has to check up on these kids. That's as part of the school p- process. I don't know that. So it's a it's an oh well. This is probably no, an isolated as incident. As <laughs> long as they're passing whatever educational things they're supposed to be passing, why would anybody go check up on them? I think to avoid these extreme situations, if nothing else. I mean, to. Well, I, by the way, I'm not saying that somebody shouldn't be like like keep an eye on shit like this. But I'm just trying to figure out, like, how you do it without it becoming intrusive to everybody. Well, again, the, in my mind, there's a difference between a, a kid who's going to school, who's going to a public school or or even a private school. Although, again, we, I'm getting on the edge of Scientology here. And the <laughs> fact that Scientology can get away with all of this. Mm. True. Because they, they their parents can, quote unquote, homeschool and basically assign their kid over to the church and they're done. So I, I just think that in a public school, we have the teachers have to be trained on how to recognize these sorts of uh, situations, recognizing bruises, a kid who's withdrawn, you know, recognizing all these different cues that, that something's going on. But if you're being homeschooled, there's no one to look at that. If your parents no are abusing you, there's just there's just I, un- no I understand what you guys are saying, but what, I mean, I don't understand how you get around that, though. Do you have somebody from the state sit in your house? No, I'm while you teach your children for the day to make sure you're doing it right. I'm just saying, like there should once, be something once every year, once is. every six months, they come out and check. Yeah, and an, an annual check in would be adequate once once per school year to see if the kids are being abused or if they're learning both learning. But so what do you do? So what do you do? Do you sit in the house and watch the parents teach them? Yes, you once a year. Oh, that'll someone, ne- that would never fly. That would never fly. Or have them come into the school once a year. To do a standardized test? Sure. Yeah, once a year you should show up. You should show, no, once a year you should show up at the home of the homeschooler and the homeschoolee to review their curriculum. Hmm. It seems reasonable, but expensive. Well, and the argument against it, again, is that that is a highly intrusive thing to the family, which I disagree with. I don't think that's that intrusive. Hmm. I, I'm, listen, if you're willing to make that step to homeschool your child and let's be honest i would say nine times out of ten it's usually your religious family every mm-hmm. person i know that was homeschooled that there was some kind of religious craziness going on there mm-hmm. you're willing to make that step you do not want anybody in your goddamn house check it up on what you're doing because you're already trying to isolate your child out of that mess mm-hmm. so i'm i mean like i understand what you guys are saying i'm saying like that would never fly they would go nuts There'd be, you know, whatever they would do. Also, I don't know whose job it would be. <laughs> they, then they can go nuts. They're wrong. <laughs> well, then make a law that you can't homeschool your children. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> well, it's 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 making society. It's it's putting a burden on society that the parents currently traditionally hold as you know the 
not owners of the children, but the, you know, the caretakers and the, the responsible people. You're putting that burden then on society. I'm not saying that's for right or for wrong, but you, you are changing where the responsibility lies at that point. Not necessarily. See, I don't see it as even going that far. Like, if you're just ensuring that the child is safe, I don't see that it's that much of an imposition. I don't, I don't see it as being that intrusive to a family. Now, I know that these families who are extremely religious would likely see it as an intrusion. Right. But if, you, if it's just a, a law to make sure that the child is safe, I mean, how much arguing can you really do against that? I just, I don't know. There are people that would argue well, that's that's up and down, and they will take their kids and they'll move them to another state or they'll move them to you know far northern um, Canada or something to get them away from intrusion by the state, which is what they'll not see. Not only as. that, not only that, and this is what I kept trying to say to you guys: they are two separate things. You come in there as a as a homeschool board, this made up homeschool board that we're talking about, mm. and you you're checking up to make sure that they're not beating the kids or whatever or torturing them. In addition to being you know, taught, uh, yeah. taught. The person's like, "Who the fuck are you to question my parenting techniques?" Well, I don't think at that point that it would be the homeschooler. Clearly, their responsibility ends at um, is the child being taught properly. But if and if Correct. but if they see anything that is you know harmful to the child, then that goes to social work or police, depending right, on what it but is. But say like you know, are these going to be surprise visits? Are these going to be scheduled visits? Yeah. They could prepare for it, and even then, are you going to take each child aside and say? How are things going? Does, are you being tortured? Does daddy touch you <laughs> are here? Are you being fed? You know? <laughs> you know? And then it, then, then it borders online like, well, maybe I only want to feed my kid once a day. Or, you know, even though I'm sure that's against the law. Probably. Yeah. You know, it's just this weird fine line. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm arguing with you guys. I'm like, I don't understand because public schools do not randomly take kids into rooms and just say, hey, how are things at home? I mean, maybe it's different now, mm. but that was never my way when I was in school. I was never taken aside and asked how, how my home life was. But I'm pretty sure that's what the purpose of um, the homeroom was. You know, when you you start the day out in one place and you end the day in the same place, and that person is there to make sure that you show up, your you know, your hair is doesn't isn't full of lice, and you you know what? you're not hungry looking. I don't know what schools you guys went to, but that was babysitting for <laughs> the periods of time. Nobody was interested in what was going on in my life. I think that's what they're supposed the teachers to be for. Go. But whether they did it or right. not is another story. I was going to say teachers and. Social workers and principals and and all these people are are mandated reporters. Yes, part of what they do, they are mandated by the state to report any you know any red flags, any sign or symptoms that they see during their normal routine. Right. They are not they are not ordered to go outside of their normal routine to check on these kids' safety. They are saying if you're doing your job and you notice that. Child X is suffering from one of these symptoms. You are obligated to report it to the correct, uh, you know, authority governing body who will investigate it. Right. Right. The problem is, is that the kids that are homeschooled, if they don't ever leave home, nobody ever sees them except for the parents. Right. But we didn't set up schools to find out if kids were being abused. No, it's just an opportunity. It's, it's yes, it's an opportunity to find out, and that's great. Right, and we want to offer that opportunity. To homeschool children. Uh, it's just, I just, I mean, listen, I'm, I, you, first of all, let's get something right out of front street. I'm not for kids getting tortured by homeschool parents. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, I would, we would never suggest that you were. I, I don't know what the right answer is because, you know, your home is your castle. It's the place. I don't want anybody ever intruding into my home because they think something's going on in here. I don't think those parents do either. And I don't know that they're wrong, but by the same token, how do you, 
that's the problem is that how do you make sure that all the, the, the children are safe and secure and well fed? And the answer is you can't. There's just Correct. nothing you can do about it. There are, I, there got, are... I, got a, I got the answer. Okay. I got, and this is why I was having a problem with this. If you decide to homeschool your child, then Child Protective Services should be alerted that your child is homeschooled and they should be checking in once a year. Sure. On the children. Their caseload is Problem so solved. heavy right now, they can only really get to the ones where they know there is abuse happening because they're underfunded because Republicans. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, <laughs> right. what, what, I'm sure whatever crazy thing we were talking about checking up on kids would be underfunded as well. Yep. So, yeah, but I imagine, yeah, no, I'm not- <laughs> I imagine like homeschool children compared to public school children is very is way lower. And if we're talking once a year pop ins, yeah, it should be possible, except Republicans. <laughs> Oh, they want no kids going to school. They want them dumb. <laughs> yes, they do. You are absolutely correct. Just like Voldemort. And they want Just them to get married so when they're 16. Your your main ongoing objection to what we've been talking about this whole time was that we had created a fictional organization in our minds and we didn't just say Child Protective Services. You would have been on board with us the whole time if we had said. Yes, that's what I was trying to get my point across is like, I don't see why it's the school or homeschool board or whatever's job to figure out if kids are being tortured or not. And you are correct. It's not. And it is <laughs> right. you are correct. It is absolutely there's no one's job other than the children and the parents. What, what did you think I was arguing? I, we had no idea. Yeah. You were just openly opposed to everything <laughs> we were suggesting. I I thought I was trying to make myself clear. I was like, look, why are these two why do this these two things are different? And then I was like, wait a minute, there is a already organization a that does check in on children. It's <laughs> Nope. All I was saying is that Homeschooled children, you know, should – I don't know, again, how it works. I'm not familiar with homeschooling, but they should have, you know, the opportunity to be gazed upon more than zero times every 25 years. Like, someone should pop in, make sure they're getting the right education. It just so happens that those people who are doing this are mandated reporters. Oh. I'm, I th- no. I think I have actually the answer. <laughs> because- oh, my goodness. I'm ready. <laughs> Well, all, all don't homeschool your children. <laughs> all kids are required to get immunizations. <laughs> well, that's right. not necessarily true, but no, uh, to, in order to attend public. Oh, in order to prep. So, okay. Well, I was thinking, you know, doctors. When you take your kids for um, their, their physicals, when they get their their, their driver's license at sixteen, when you, you have to get a physical to get your driver's license. Okay. Doctors. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, these kids were. I mean, this family. It's suspected that they were probably part of the Quiverful movement, mm. the the Christian who have a mission to repopulate the world with Christian soldiers. Just maximize output. Yeah. It is likely that's a thing. It, it is. Oh, yeah. It's called the Quiverful cult. <sighs> it is, and it's just speculation that they were part of it. But the Duggars are definitely part part of it. Yeah. So since they're being that Christian, they probably believe in the healing power of prayer. They probably aren't going to be going to doctors, Not and uh, anyway. they were being homeschooled, so they don't have to go to public school, so they don't have to get the vaccines, the immunizations. And where does the torture and the starvation and all that shit fit into their quiverful? That that it cult? doesn't. I don't. I don't see yeah. that. That was, that was their own little twist. I on think it. so. <laughs> well, I think probably it stems something along the lines of the, the children were growing up and wanted to leave, so they had to, to to shackle them. Then they didn't have enough money to feed them, so they went down to one meal a day because they've got you know how many of them? Seven Th- of them? Thirteen? Thirteen of them all together? It was probably just a spiraling out of control issue that went way too far. 
I doubt it was that. I doubt one of them tried to leave and they shackled them. Because if that was the case, that, that one would have left at Disneyland or the wedding or whatever. Mm. Certainly would have thought. Get to Disneyland. And- right. And again, if, if they are destitute, I don't know how they pulled that off with taking 13 kids to Disneyland. Yeah. Or Disney wherever. I don't know. Group That's on. expensive. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Got a bogo. No, I think he had a job and he he did something. He did something. I saw. Oh, yeah. But it's still, it's 15 individuals you got to feed. That's a lot of mouths. Oh, they saved a lot of money in that, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, even if you're feeding them only once a day, that's still five mouths equivalent. <laughs> Took them to Disneyland like, okay, here's one cotton candy for the 30, 13 of you. <laughs> Small bites. Jesus. <laughs> All right. I'm going to move on. Okay. Because I, I wanted to talk about this. We talked about last time uh, Health and Human Services has a new department, right? So this story relates to that. In 2014, a 27-year-old nurse, midwife, Sarah Helwidge, uh, she applied for a job at a family health care center, and, uh, she, th- which is a federally qualified health center. Uh, she's a member of the Pro-Life Obstetricians and Gynecologists, so that's a professional organization that is associated with uh, anti-abortion. So she mm-hmm. wrote, due to religious guidelines, I am unable to counsel or I am able to counsel women regarding all forms of contraception. However, I cannot prescribe it unless pathology exists. But she has no issues with barrier methods and sterilization. In response, the health center said that Title X was grounds for rejecting her application due to the fact that uh, she was a member of of the anti-abortion group. Uh, We are unable to move forward with the interview process. And uh, the clinic did not, he added have any position available for practitioners who wouldn't prescribe birth control. So, okay. obviously she sued, and she was funded was setup. by the Alliance Defending Freedom, a Christian legal group, on the grounds that the clinic should not be able to disqualify her because of her objecting to providing abortive practices. So, that case settled, but now on the 18th this month, she spoke at the... National press conference announcing the creation of this new department, the Conscience and Religious Freedom Division. The new office was established to hear complaints from people just like her who feel that they have been pressured into providing medical services that conflict with their religious beliefs. So this new department already has their one a big spokesperson. The office finds there was a violation. They could issue corrective action, such as making the hospital find someone like her a different position, according to uh, Susan Burke-Fogel, who's with the National Health Law Program. And uh, it, they say that, I hope everyone can agree that no doctor or nurse should be denied employment or fired on account of their faith. So we have this. What the fuck? Just get. We have quit. We have this official Department of Health and Human Services. It's an official department within there saying if now if you're a nurse, but you have religious faith based objections to anything the hospital does, they can't deny you a job for not being able to do the job that they applied for. That is complete nonsense. So in this case, like, it, let's take it to a, a little bit of an extreme. We mentioned uh, the Amish earlier. What if there's an Amish person who goes out, gets some education, and goes in, but then they say, well, I can't use any of your electronics, though, because of my faith. They still have to find her a job somewhere now. Janitor. <laughs> no electronics and a mop. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quote of the week. <laughs> uh, I just found this incredible. I... I 
I just can't even wrap my head around how people think that this is okay. And how far does it go, though? Like, what if a, a, there's a religious nurse working in there, and I'm in there, and she just casually asks me, oh, it's Sunday, do you miss not going to church? And I go, no, nah, I'm an atheist, I don't really care. And she's like, oh, God, I can't give you your meds now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or not even going that far. I mean, the, the very likely a transgender patient undergoing hormone therapy. Here, you're a nurse. You have to give this person their pills today. No, that's against my faith. What yeah. if you live in a small town where there's one pharmacy and the only place you can get your pills is there and they refuse to give them to you? Yeah. Which they could do and are likely to do, actually, if given the opportunity. Yeah. Holy Didn't crap. we talk about a story about that, about a pharmacist not doing that? Yeah. Yeah. We did. And so, Get out of these fucking professions, then, you goddamn assholes. Well, and the thing is, if you want to open up a, you know, a religious-based health organization, health clinic, sure. knock yourself out. Go do that. There are people that won't go to you, but there are, there are people that will. But now we have private hospitals who are going to be required to hire somebody, even though they will refuse to do part of the job that they're being hired to do. I'm pretty sure if I refuse to do part of the job that I've been required to do, I don't get to keep my job. <laughs> that, well. That's how it works. Well, I know Pennsylvania's <laughs> maybe, maybe a fire not you will specifically. State. But... <laughs> what was that, Jerry? <laughs> yeah, can't you just fire anybody in Pennsylvania for any, you don't have to give a reason? Yeah, at will, it's an at-will state. Yeah, so try that shit here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll give you another oh, no, job. No, no, no. Oh, by the way, your new your job, you're fired. Except that they, they could <laughs> still sue on discrimination bounds. Right. It is discriminatory. You can sue in Pennsylvania if you're fired because of discrimination. Absolutely. And they could be like, no, we didn't like the way she was mopping. <laughs> <laughs> she did a terrible job and no, we didn't tell her about it and we'll pay her unemployment, but she just needs to go away now. Yeah. No, you just have to, that's what they, I guess that would be the next maneuver for these these hospitals and other private medical facilities is you just have to create a bunch of minimum wage horrible positions <laughs> it, you don't have to give them that job that they currently hold correct i wouldn't think so oh you can but, you uh, can you, offer them you can't give them a, a uh, less of a wage than anybody else with their same skills though so even though their job mm. is picking up the 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 empty you know syringes off of the floor you have to pay them the same which nobody can afford that right hmm. this is outrageous this is what the fuck's wrong with this country <laughs> i don't know no one understands that not everybody shares their same religion that that their religion is just silly i don't I, well that <laughs> <laughs> only they have to follow the religion <laughs> well no, yeah but they think that they are required to impose it upon all of us <sighs> i mean at least are we? We're not finding any doctors pulling this shit, are we? Oh, yeah. I'm sure there are some out there. Well, Doesn't that conflict with the Hippocratic Oath? Well, the Hippocratic Oath is functionally do no harm. In her mind, she is not doing harm. Well, nurses don't take that, do they? Do nurses take the Hippocratic Oath? Probably. I would think so. Yeah, I actually have no well, idea. Then they're oath breakers. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that um, that boggles my mind is not only. I mean, there is a. a a law that no a physician nurse can be required to do abortions. But they're pushing it further and just saying, well, I mean, you can't um, require they're, – they're just taking that rule and, and inching it backwards. Well, not inching, but <laughs> stepping it backwards. Yeah. So you can't – you know, insertion of IUDs, prescription of uh, birth control pills, barrier methods and sterilization are okay, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm, but, I don't understand the religious difference there. No, I don't know. Sterilization? That's weird, but okay. But yeah, birth control is right. Birth control pills specifically are right out. 
What? So to answer your question, apparently the, the Hippocratic Oath is for doctors only. However, mm. many nursing schools do suggest that nurses take a similar oath known as the Nightingale Pledge. Oh, okay. Mm. Never heard of that before. So there you go. Nope. We learned something so new So they're today. pledge and oath breakers. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A bunch of Jamie Lannisters running around there <laughs> breaking oaths. All right. Everybody, anybody and everybody that listens to this podcast better goddamn vote. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like they said at the Women's March, grab them by the midterms. <laughs> yeah. Vote. And don't just vote in the in the presidential election. Vote in every goddamn local election, too. Look and see who's, who's running for local local seats and kick out the religious nonsense because we've had enough of this craziness. Seriously. Because you mean, didn't vote last time and this is all your fault. It is. Or your family talked you into voting for somebody that you knew better to vote for. And you voted for Trump, and it's all your goddamn fault. (laughs) (laughs) Also, we won't know who you vote for. You could tell us you are going to vote for Trump or Republicans again, and you feel bad about what you did, but we're not going to see it. (laughs) No. It's anonymous. Just go in there and do the right thing. (laughs) Do the right thing. Like Melania did. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, did you remember? She didn't want this shit. No. Did you see the picture? She voted for Jill Stein. (laughs) Did you see the picture of Trump peeking over the barrier at at who she voted for? You remember seeing that? No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He did. He I did. That. They showed it on He's something recently. That was the last good day I had in a year. <laughs> <laughs> it fell apart six hours after that photo was released. Yeah. Oh my god. So speaking. All right, of, we got an uplifting. Uh, I don't know about that, but <laughs> we were talking about voting. The mm. uh, the Republicans brought forward a vote. Mitch McConnell made sure that they got a vote on this. The banning abortions after twenty weeks that made it to the Senate floor. Yeah, we can't possibly get anything on DACA like he gave his word, but uh, abortion, we can get that on here. And, it, mm-hmm. and here's the other thing: they knew it wasn't going to pass. They absolutely knew that this vote was not going to pass, but they made sure to bring it to the Senate floor. Now, why would they do that? Because voting in the midterms, they want to get a list of all the people who voted against their abortion bill, and they're going to be using that in ads. From now until the midterms. Wow. To make sure that everyone who is against abortion knows the Democrat names who voted against this bill. There were four Democrats, I think, that voted for it. That's sad. Yeah. yeah. Either way, though, like, how does this help them? Those people who were good, who would have been swayed by this probably were already voting for them anyway. Yeah, I would think. Probably. Right. So, like, how does this help? I don't I don't I mean, I don't see how this helps them. Just uh, yeah, there's a lot of single issue voters out there. So, yeah, if you can right. grab well, I'm saying, just they, they already were single. You know what I'm saying? Like they were already going to vote a conservative. Right. I don't know. Maybe they were just worried because the president's popularity is so low and the tax bill is so unpopular that they, maybe they were starting to lose these these traditionally single issue voters to all this other bad pass that they've been getting. And they were like, yeah, we better try to reel them back in. This will snap them back in. Wait yeah. a minute. Tax bill unpopular. Didn't you guys all get your thousand dollar bonuses? <laughs> I got mine. Uh, the stock market. The stock market is doing great. Don't you guys all have stocks? I do. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, fifty-two percent of Americans have stocks. Okay, I was like, I think so. But I heard eighty percent of those stocks is owned by the one per, by the one percent. Oh, yeah. for sure. So here's a, the sad thing that I just learned about this vote. Bob Casey. Voted what? for no. the uh, Pennsylvania Democrat. Our useless senator, Bob Casey, who weighs in on nothing and proposes nothing and you know he does nothing, yes. finally does something and he's on the wrong side of the issue <laughs> exactly. for me. God damn it, Bob Casey. 
Is he is he a Catholic? I don't. Know. I mean, not that that would excuse it, but at least it would explain it a little bit. I don't even know how I would really search for that. <laughs> is Bob Casey Catholic? <laughs> Uh, apparently he went to a catholic university so boom there you go karen there's your answer however uh susan collins and lisa murkowski voted against they are both republicans and voted against it oh they're gonna get slammed by trump (laughs) (laughs) well but it's the same problem and it's the same argument that he's it's the same thing that he does all the time though he's cementing his base his base is at 30 percent that's not enough to vote anybody in I don't know why they think they're going to be able to increase that number. Cementing that 30%? Well, bully for you. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) You know what it is? They know that that 30% are fucking idiots. So they did this so they could get the name so these people don't accidentally vote for Democrats. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Nothing about what these people are doing makes any sense on any level. Agree. So that is hashtag release the memo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was going to lead release me to my memo. next thing. Uh, what? Uh, that's that's all I have. What? Does anybody have anything else? Do you want to talk about this memo? Do you want to talk about the fact that uh, Trump t- tried to fire Mueller? Mm. I don't know. I, I have a feeling that we're going to have much more to discuss about this next week. I hope. I mean, as of right now, we know. I mean, like, listen, the memo is nothing. Yes, in my opinion, it is written well, by Devin Nunez. What is that opinion mean? piece? Yeah. yeah, it's nothing. It's not any hardcore. This whole secret society thing with the FBI, it's all fucking bullshit. The only thing about the, the whole memo thing that I find just really disgusting is that they voted to release this memo, but they voted mm. to withhold the Democrats' uh, rebuke of the memo. Re- rebuttal. Yeah, yeah, rebuttal, rebuke. <laughs> Fake news. Right. So um, the politics... Was it politics? Yeah, politics subreddit is is wandering around the story recently about how Trump is reportedly talking to the attorney general about prosecuting Mueller about something. That they're all a Twitter about something over there. Is it there. the golfies? Is he going to get him <sighs> on those golfies finally? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what on earth they think they could prosecute Mueller on, but it it's worrisome for me right now. The the um the the yarns that they're spinning. <laughs> Use an old colloquialism. But they're all like they're all lies. They're all tinfoil hat fucking crazy. They are, and only thirty percent of the people believe it. So that, I right. mean, like, it, other than the fact that they're in charge, like, mm. like go uh, go ahead, Donald, fire Mueller and see what happens. <laughs> what do you think would happen though? I mean, really, if he did. Would the Republicans in Congress and the Senate rise up and say, no, you've gone too far? Or would no. they just mm, roll over? They would say, see, no collusion. And it would be all be over. <laughs> Depends on which ones we're talking about. <laughs> well, the, those, those two, the, the lady from Alaska and the lady from what, Maine? Yeah. yeah. Bob Corker, <laughs> maybe, would, maybe but... John McCain. You know, Lindsey Graham seems to be, I don't know, he's back and forth. Yeah. But regardless of that, it doesn't matter. Because if he fires Mueller... Everybody will be voting in 2018. Everybody. It will be the most polarizing thing. And if he fires Mueller, this guy is guilty as fuck. (laughs) I mean, come on. He has tried to hamstring this every which way. But it's likely he's guilty as fuck anyway, so why not fire Mueller? Yeah, right. I feel like I'm, I'm with Ray. I feel like we already know that. And I feel like you've shifted back to giving people too much credit. And if he's if it's provable that he colluded with the Russians or, you know, money laundering or or whatever, he's got nothing to lose. If he knows he's going down, if he does nothing, he'll do something. Right. 
By November, people will have long forgotten that he fired Mueller. No, 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 no. I guarantee. No way the Democrats let anybody forget that. <laughs> yeah, they're the ones who are going to save us. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> no, th- there but, will be uh, a conv- there'll be a convenient bombing in Iran or in North yep. Korea, and it'll 100%. be hundred yeah, percent. No, it'll no, be the crisis no, 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 that we no, no, need no. to bring the country together. No way. I, I don't think that mm. saves them. Wait and see. If Mueller's fired, you're <laughs> saying if Mueller's fired, that doesn't. Yes, say. if Mueller is fired, it will not impact the election. If Mo- if he fires any, Mueller... To any significant degree. Yeah, if he fires Mueller, he will have a, a couple days later a, a giant crisis to bring the country together. I don't know what it is. Probably something to do with North Korea, but there will be something. Because he's got to distract and, and turn the narrative. And if nothing else, he's really good at manipulating public opinion. Or at least changing their focus. I, I, I disagree, but if that <laughs> happens... <laughs> And people forget about it. I'm out. I'm leaving. <laughs> you guys can all enjoy your fucking dictatorship. Because <laughs> that's the, what it if, is. If Mueller gets fired and nothing happens to the guy with all this fucking evidence against him, and nobody picks up this baton and runs with it or anything like that, forget it, man. I'm gonna start making plans. That no, that is you, crazy. You are right on that one. Yeah. Like I think it will go the bad way that that Karen and I and Ray will suspect it will go, <laughs> but. Yeah, if that does happen and there are no consequences, mm. it's time to it's time to pack up and get to Canada because things are going to get dangerous yeah, fast, really fast. Yeah. And the, the 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 fact that we're considering this as a true possibility, yeah. it's scary, but yeah, it's a real possibility. No, I've been considering that's a real possibility for about fifteen months now. Yeah, <laughs> it's just getting to a point. It's- we're getting close. Yeah. <laughs> But if it, if yeah, it, no. it, the only thing that will keep me warm at night is that they will destroy this country from within. Like, I'll le- you know, sm- people who can leave will leave. Smart mm. people will leave. The mouth breathers who love him will stay. And it'll, this country will become a goddamn wasteland. And Putin will smile that smug smile of his and expand his territory. Mm-hmm. And China will be the new leader of the free world. <laughs> yep. Their economy is already bigger, I believe, at this point. For sure. That'll be – oh. Uh, did we I mean, talk about this the least? I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say that. Well, when I'm on the run, those will be the least of my concerns. <laughs> but you're right. As soon as as soon as that happens and people start fleeing the country, the Ukraine, Finland, and Afghanistan will disappear. Yep. <laughs> Pretty quick. Yeah. So Canada's best bet. Uh, I, I would have, say yes. I mean, Mexico's okay too. I have a British passport. I can live there <laughs> <Yeah>. without fuss. <laughs> they got high taxes though on income. Yeah, but they also have free health care. I'm okay with that. So does Canada. <laughs> True. Yeah. But you still have to get you still have to emigrate to Canada. They have to let you in. You can't just show right. up. Well, I'm sure any country like that. I'm sure they're all <laughs> secretly playing like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> when all these fucking American refugees come over the border. <laughs> we don't have a wall. God damn it. <laughs> I don't know if we if we talked about this last week and I don't want to get into a big discussion on it, but did you hear what this fucker did on the solar panels and the uh twenty percent tariff? Yep. Yeah. Oh my god, this guy! <laughs> was it twenty? I thought it was thirty. It was twenty. Maybe it is thirty. Yeah, maybe it is thirty. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I feel like we talked about it on the show. Did we? They, oh. they they came out and they talked about how it wasn't the actual manufacturing of the uh, solar panels that we desired. We want to, you know, the real jobs and the real money are turning those solar panels into usable, right. you know, energy generating contraptions, and that those are the jobs we're losing because, because of, of this, this tariff, right? And for some reason, it also applied to household appliances. Washing machines, it right? Did. Yeah, washing, washing machines. machines. So if you want, you know, real high-end um, washing machine and dryer, not um, some of the crap that's currently made, 
Yeah, you can't get it anymore. You're stuck with a Whirlpool, which is a piece of garbage. Sorry, Whirlpool people, but um, you've been keeping the prices same for the last, you know, 20 years. So quality has gone down. (laughs) Anyway, I had nothing else besides that. Uh, It's just, it's insane, especially when the the high-end corporations are saying, no, this is really bad for us. Don't do this. Mm. It's obvious the, the reason he's doing it, because he's being paid by big oil. Like, they're the only people who would see a benefit from this. Yeah. Because it hurts the solar market. And it's so short-sighted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. We'll leave it on that good note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, on, on the other good note, though, that I do believe that the State of the Union is over and we're not at war. So it's that's still going good. on. As, it's still going as on. As far as we've heard. As far as we've heard. <laughs> it's still going on. They're mm. licking the balls of every military guy in the crowd. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, so his speech is over, but they're still doing a... Yeah, it's just, it's just all kinds of, you know, we had a crumbling economy. It's great now because of me and blah, 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 blah. They had some family out there that uh, their son was killed by MS-13. So, oh, you know, Trump was like, it was, oh. that was probably the immigration part. They were all crying and this and that. And a lot of military people keep getting up and sitting down, you know. Everything was in shambles a year ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, Don't you know? Please. No, we're anyway. finally finally getting to a decent point. Ugh. <laughs> Digging out of the hole the Republicans threw us into. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Does anybody have anything else? No. Nay. All right. Yep. Then that's all we got for this week. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, there are several ways you can support it. You can share the podcast on social media, leave reviews on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, wherever you happen to listen. If you want to contact us, again, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash profanearg, or email godless at profaneargument.com. Also, please check out the other shows on the soon-to-be-named network. You can find them on soon-to-be-namednetwork.com or soon-to-be-namednetwork.tumblr.com. There are shows devoted to comics, movies, TV, video games, anything that you're looking for. I want to thank people for listening, and until the next time, I am Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you, good night, and may your God go with you. 